Welcome to Quick Hits, the only podcast that gets you Spartanized. Today's episode, Fixing Education. Now, although the last episode really wasn't about public schools, it did use an article about public schools to prove a point, and most of the folks who wrote in wanted to talk about public schools and public schooling. And it's very apparent from the folks who write in, and also just from simple observation, that we as Americans, most of us, love the idea of public schools. Now, I can philosophically agree with the libertarian viewpoint that Every child deserves to go to a private school. But the fact is, the reality is that we are, as a country, so in love with the idea of a free public education that that's the framework we have to work with. That's the only thing that we've got. We're not going to be able to get rid of it, eliminate it, convince people that private schools are better. So the question then is, what can we do to improve what we have? What can we do to improve the public schools? And I was thinking about doing something about vouchers and merit pay and all these other various things. But, you know, there's just one real simple thing we could do. Just one tiny little simple thing that we can do that I think would improve schools dramatically. You'll notice that most of the world is full of competition. And when things compete, they get better. If there's only one sub shop in town, well, they don't have to be that good. But if there's two, they both have to be better. And if there's ten, wow, you're going to have specialty shops and all kinds of things. It's going to be much better all the way around. And usually, when something sucks, it's because there's no competition. And usually when there's no competition, it's because the government has granted a monopoly or, in the case of public schools, is the monopoly. So what I would like to suggest is one real simple thing to give some competition within the schools, and that is to tell parents, listen, you can send your kid to any public school that you want. Instead of saying, look, you've got to go to this exact school, say, okay, look, uh, you can go to any public school. If, If it's outside of the district, maybe you have to get them there on your own, but you've got that choice. This would give parents an enormous amount of power and would give schools an enormous incentive to improve. Now, my children are no longer children, they're adults, but while they were growing up, I did have to deal with the public school system. I have twin daughters, and when it was time for them to start school, we made what I thought was a very simple request. We wanted to put the two of them into kindergarten together and then in first grade, send them into separate classes. We just thought that would be best all the way around. And it's not a decision that we made lightly. We talked quite a bit with my in-laws, my my wife's parents, who are both teachers and have been for decades, have a lot of experience with this. And they agreed, yes, this is the best thing for our kids. So when we were told by the school that they were going to put them in separate classes, we said, no, 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 no. That's okay for first grade and beyond, but for now... For the first year of kindergarten, put them in together. They said, no, we can't do that. That's not our policy. So I went and I had a little meeting with the principal. 
and I asked to see the policy. You have a policy manual, don't you? Yes, we do, but it's not in there. Really? Then how can it be a policy? Well, that's just our policy. Okay, well, then it must be written somewhere else. You must have a, a memo, maybe, that was, was sent out? No, there's no memo. How about an email? You got an email where you discuss this? No, our email doesn't work very well. Okay, if this is a policy, it's got to be written somewhere. Did you write it on a piece of construction paper with a crayon? Did you scratch it in the dirt with a stick? I want to see the documentation. Well, we don't have any documentation, but that is our policy. So I set up another meeting with this clown. This time my wife and I went in, and he had two teachers with him. And I swear these two teachers must have been moonlighting as bobbleheads because every time he said something, their heads just kind of did the blah, 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 yup, 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 side to side and up and down at the same time. It was, it was really rather disturbing to watch. And at the end of that meeting, he insisted they were going to be split up because that was their policy. So finally, I wrote a letter to the school superintendent and timed it so that it would hit the superintendent's desk about a day before I had my third meeting with this clown. And when I walk in for the third meeting, he comes around the corner with a smile on his face, and, and he sounded like a game show host. Mr. Hit, we've decided to put your daughters together in kindergarten, and after that, they'll go on to their own separate classes in first grade. He did a pretty good job of hiding the fact that he was pissed that I had gone over his head. But I did finally get my way in that. But just think, if there had been a little bit of competition, if I could have credibly said, listen, I'm not going to send my kids to your school. If you don't let me do this, I'll send them to this other school down the road. They don't have a problem with it. It just would have been so much simpler all the way around. I didn't have any more serious disagreements with the school system until my kids were in high school. And one of my daughters was taking a class, which was important to her. And she was actually getting good marks, but she thought the teacher sucked and she wasn't really learning anything. Let's refer to this teacher as uh, Mr. K. That's not his real name. His real name was Mr. Klein. And I might have put up with his incompetence if we hadn't had another teacher that both of the kids had the year before. Uh, social studies teacher, uh, Mr. T, let's call him, T is for Thornhill, who just really sucked. He just did these long, boring presentations that were nothing more than his travel slideshows, and he gave them huge, obnoxious, and useless homework projects. And we had already had our bad teacher, so I thought another bad teacher was a little bit too much. This was the first two weeks of school. It shouldn't have been a big deal for them to switch her from one class to another. Now, the problem, of course, was there were several kids that wanted to get out of this guy's class. Well, again, I went in and had a meeting, and their policy is that we don't switch kids. I said, okay, well, that's fine, um, and, and I'm sure that works for you 98% of the time. But in this case, we've got a lousy teacher here, or a teacher who is just at least lousy for my kid. So let's just switch the class. And they refused to and said I would have to meet with Mr. K. So for the next meeting, I came in and sat down, and I met with Mr. K, and he was one of those people who was just completely unimpressive. And as you speak to him, he becomes more unimpressive simply because he's spending so much time trying to impress you with how impressive he is. I could see why he was disliked, not only by my daughter, but by 
everybody else I talked to that knew him. But it didn't make any difference. They were not going to let me move my kid out of the class. I had another meeting with them, and it was quite apparent that they would have meetings with me as long as I wanted to. Nice, friendly meetings in which they would just continue to insist that, no, they couldn't do it. But they would have a meeting with me every day if I wanted. They'd have a meeting with me until my tires were worn down, and then they'd pick me up to drive me to another meeting. That's how nice they were. But they weren't going to give me what I wanted, which was simply take my kid out of this lousy teacher's class and put him in a decent teacher's class. Because they didn't have to. Because I didn't have a credible threat to say, I'm going to take my kid and put her in another school, and the federal money will follow her. If I had had that capability, she would have had a better teacher. And I'd also like to say to all you teachers out there who may be listening, first of all, thank you for the job that you're doing. If it wasn't for you, the world would be even stupider than it is. But don't be afraid of change. I've been around a lot of teachers, and when you mention anything like vouchers or merit pay or school choice, they get more nervous than the guy who changes the targets at Stevie Wonder's pistol range. And teachers, you're better than that. You can handle competition. Embrace it. Because only by doing that will we see your profession get better and the schools that you're working in improve. And that's it for this episode of Quick Hits. If you've learned a little something, if you've changed your mind, or even if you can simply understand a different point of view without necessarily agreeing with it, congratulations, you've been smartenized. I have two recommended podcasts for you for this episode, things worth checking out. The first one is the Firesign Theater podcast. Firesign Theater hasn't been real active in the past few decades, but around the 70s and the 80s, they were the Salvador Dali of comedy. Very surrealistic stuff, bright, clever, and their podcast consists of some of their older stuff and some of their newer stuff, and the production on it isn't always great. It's always kind of put out randomly. You never know when you're going to get one. So subscribe to it and get a little Firesign Theater goodness. And if you like Firesign Theater, you'll also enjoy a podcast called The Mr. Mark Show. And Mr. is spelled out, M-I-S-T-E-R. Very short, very well produced, and very Firesign Theater-ish. It's a great show. So check that one out. Of course, I always love hearing from you folks. You can leave me a voicemail at 206-203-4488. Hey, if you're in the car, do it right now, 206-203-4488. Or you can send me an email. It's hitman at davehit.com, and you can get the correct spelling in the MP3 tags of this file. Or you can go to www.davehit.com. That's spelled with two T's, and you'll find my email links all over the place there. And never forget, the Quick Hits Podcast is nothing more than a journal of one man's opinion, and therefore should not be taken too seriously. Mm -hmm.